Hey, welcome. Welcome to Intentional Living. I'm Dr. Randy Carlson asking the question, what is one thing that successful people do, they're willing to do, and they do it intentionally, uh, that others don't? And one of the things they do is they have the right kind of trade-offs in life. They're willing to trade off eating healthy, right, or eating in a healthy way so they, they have good health from just grabbing whatever. Uh, they've traded off spending on impulse so they can save for the future. They trade off uh, maybe inappropriate relationships so they can have a healthy family. Those are some of the things they trade off. Think about it. What's one thing that in your life, if you were to trade it off for something better, would make a difference? Wow, that would be interesting to hear as uh, this is Intentional Living. Before we get to that, though, we got Amy, who has a marriage question for us uh, on the line in Arizona. Amy, welcome to the program. Go ahead. Thank you, Dr. Randy. Uh, By the way, I'm a huge fan. I've actually attended a couple of your intentional living conferences here in Arizona. Um, So my husband and I have been married for 15 years. We've been together for 20. We have two children, a nine-year-old daughter and a -a two-and-a-half-year-old son. And my husband and I are really struggling with our marriage. He recently, whenever we get into any kind of fight or argument or there's an altercation, Um, and there's any kind of conflict that comes up, the way my husband's been dealing with it is he leaves. At one point in time, he actually left for two weeks. He went and made a reservation at a hotel, was gone for two weeks. And the other two times this happened, he literally went and packed up a suitcase. And one time he left for three nights in a row and another time for four nights in a row. And this abandonment is really hard, not only on me as his wife, but on our children. And, um, we're, we're really trying hard to work through this. I have finally twisted my husband's arm enough to get professional counseling. We tried to get help through the church, and they decided that we needed professional counseling. And we did have our first counseling appointment on Tuesday, but we just have to work through this because it's really taken a toll on our family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Listen, um, Amy, I'm sorry you're going through this for both you and your husband. It sounds like teenage kind of behavior, doesn't it? Kids get angry when they were little and young and uh, they're ticked off at what you're asking or demanding or thinking or wanting to talk about and they go slam their door. And this is kind of a grown up version of that. It's avoidance. It's a way of controlling. And of course, it does come ultimately out of fear. You know, God tells us, and and, uh, I think of what Paul says to Timothy. He says, Timothy, God's not given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind. If you want to deal with this kind of junk in your marriage, you got to have God's power. you got to have a sound mind, right? These are things we need to deal with this. So I'm glad you're in counseling. I hope it goes really well for you, uh, Amy. But let, let me do this. Maybe some of you listening have been, you, you, this has been your trail in your marriage. Maybe you've been on the Amy side and you had to deal with that in a healthy way. What did you do? Or maybe you're on the husband side where you're kind of throwing that tantrum as it were and you leave and, or you avoid out of fear or control. I'd love to hear from some people who've said that was me. I was the husband or, or maybe it's the wife's side, but that was us. And here's what we did intentionally. I'd love to hear it. Let's open the line, Steve, and see if some people call and join us and help uh, Amy. 888-888-1717. You know, Amy, it reminds me of a caller we had, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Uh, Her name was Kaylee, and they had an avoidance thing going on in their marriage as well. I want you to just hear this, and then I want to share some encouragement for you, and hopefully some folks can call and do the same. 888-888-1717. Listen to Kaylee. Um, I'm having a really hard time uh, communicating with my husband. This is um, 
It's never been easy since we got married, but divorce was brought right on the table first day we got married. So it's been really hard. Later on, I learned that, you know, he was using that move or that, you know, that the D word um, to hurt me. And it's just been really hard to recover and to, like, renew, you know, just try to renew our relationship every day, um, just trying to forgive them. Mm -hmm. Is it in his heart, in your heart, to make this marriage work? Absolutely. But for both of you? For both of us, yes. I mean, I I really do believe that, you know, we we want, you know, a happy marriage where we can love each other for the rest of our lives. So early on, things were said, the D word, as you said, used, very damaging to your spirit, to your heart. And uh, he knows that? He recognizes that now? Yeah, we, we had um, probably, you know, within... The last, you know, 10 months, it's been used over a dozen times. And, you know, he admitted to me that, you know, he would say it to hurt my feelings. Mm. You know. All right. That was uh, Kaylee. I talked to her a few weeks ago. And, and when I hear these calls, I, I'm reminded of how, as human beings and e- even as believers, how we are, we're so destructive in our relationships. We do such stupid things as though throwing out the word divorce is going to make my marriage better. As though packing up and saying, I'm going to go down to a hotel for a weekend to get away from you. That's going to help my marriage. I mean, nobody wins. The kids don't win. You don't win. The marriage doesn't win. The, it's a lose-lose, as I say, a loser's limp. It's a loser's limp approach when we run from problems. And, uh, in fact, in the book Star for Affection, uh, I just grabbed it here. Uh, I, I was writing about the whole thing about affection and love and marriage. And I, chapter 8 is a chapter we go to often, I find so often when I'm counseling with people. And it's a chapter I called Overcoming Roadblocks. That's what you got, a roadblock of fear, roadblock of control, through what I call as active respect. And act. listen carefully, if any of you are in a relationship where you've got, and you're the game player or someone's playing that kind of game, you know, they're using fear or control or all the junk that we can do to mess up our relationship. This thing, this chapter is all designed, it's a very proactive thing, uh, active respect. It, it gets you off the hook. It allows your spouse that you love, right? You want the marriage to work, to, uh, to face the reality. And, and very briefly, and because uh, the calls are coming in, I want to get you on the air to help. Uh, and talk to Amy. But just before we do that, let me just say the three things that I talk about in active respect in, in chapter eight of Star for Affection. Focus on present behavior. Amy, listen, don't talk about the past. Don't talk about his hangups. Don't talk about you've always been this way or this that way. Focus on the present behavior. If your husband is upset and all of a sudden he, he leaves, you got to focus on this particular moment in time. His behavior was frankly, inappropriate. He's packed up and left. He's avoiding facing the issue. And he knows it because you've admitted he's getting into counseling and you're getting into it together. And that's good. And I encourage that. Secondly, clearly express your needs, your desires and your wants. That's step two in this process. What that means, Amy, is this. And for anyone, if you've got someone who's playing a game in your in your marriage like this, just say, honey, I love you, but I need for you to stay here and deal with this. I need for you and I to sit down, go to counseling, pray about whatever it's going to take, but we need to confront this for the benefit of our kids, our marriage, our faith. I need for you to do this. Now, they may or may not do it, but you're expressing clearly what your need is. And then third, the third step in active respect uh, when it comes to marriage is you keep the ball on your spouse's side of the net. 
you know, we want to stop this uh, behavior of somehow or other. Um, I've got to fix this. I'm going to keep the ball in their court. And, and, and let's be specific how you do that. Okay. How do you do that? If you have a spouse that is on a regular basis, I'm not talking about we're playing games of I'm playing tennis back and forth. But if you've got a spouse that's doing this, let's say packing up and leaving all the time or threatening divorce all the time, and you don't know what to do, there's a point where you put the ball back in their court as saying, you know, you've said now three times that uh, you want a divorce. What do you intend to do about it? In other words, you don't want the divorce, That's not, but you're not dancing around trying to fix whatever that person's trying to do to control you. You're not going to bite. You're not going to take the bait, as it were. Um, in other words, you're keeping the ball in their court. Painful. That's why counseling is so beneficial, especially when you've got the right kind of counselor who loves God, understands marriage, and can understand what you're going through. Uh, can help bring some of these things to the table. All right, lots of calls for Amy. Uh, all right, this is the direction it seems like we're headed. If you want to join in, it's 888 We'll be back with your calls uh, right here at Intentional Living. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Minute as we're talking about how to be intentional with your finances. Number five on the top 10 list is to shop intentionally. You know, today with the internet and with credit cards, it's easy to overspend. Just push a button or hand them the plastic. I would encourage you to be intentional not to use credit cards, especially if you're carrying a balance. Now, some people are disciplined enough to never carry a balance, pay it off every month, but the research still shows if we use credit card, we tend to spend more than we would if it were just cash. So to be intentional, I would encourage you to be very intentional about your shopping. Plan ahead, have a list, don't overspend. If it's not on the list, don't buy it. If you don't need it, don't put it on the list. That's intentional living. For more information and inspiration, go to theintentionallife.com. This is Monica from California. I'm calling to let you know my intentional living. I choose to love Christ, trust in Jesus, continue to go to that place to love and ask for love for my husband. I ask God for everything about my husband. I don't have to go to my husband as much. I ask God for everything and he gives it to me. I've done it since 92, and it's been a blessing. It's not been easy, but God has had his hand on us, and that's the best part about it. Intentional living, that's us now. All right, just a few minutes ago, Amy, uh, we had her on the phone talking about marriage, had a marriage question. Let me just play a clip because this is sort of setting up what we're talking about here today. Uh, we got to get to some of your calls to help Amy, but here's what Amy shared with us a little bit earlier. And I have been married for 15 years. We've been together for 20. And my husband and I are really struggling with our marriage. He recently, whenever we get into any kind of fight or argument or there's an altercation um, and there's any kind of conflict that comes up, the way my husband's been dealing with it 
is he leaves. At one point in time, he actually left for two weeks. And this abandonment is really hard, not only on me as his wife, but on our children. Hmm. And you all are weighing in on this. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. Let's start with Kelly. Kelly, welcome to the program. What's your take on this? Thank you, Randy. I had to call in because I've been married now for going on 31 years. For the first 15 years to 20 years of our marriage, my husband, any time there was any conflict or any argument or any disagreement about raising the children, about anything, he would leave. Hmm. And he didn't just leave for once, twice, three times. He must have done this about 500 times to me. Hmm. And my husband is a recovering alcoholic. Um, He has not had a drink in many, many years, probably about 15 years. Good. I had alcohol. I abused alcohol uh, with him for the first 15 years. (laughs) But we didn't really start getting it together until we had been married about 20 years. I went to counseling on my own because my husband didn't have time. And what the counselor told me was, when he wants to leave, let him leave. Don't take the bait. And it was the hardest thing I had to do because when I had any issues, I wanted to sit down there and mm-hmm. resolve them right. right now. And so I would let him leave. And what do you know? It only took about three, four times. And well, what was he, happening, Kelly, is there's no payoff. There, you know the. the we know that all behavior that we have some purpose behind it. I mean, come on, that's why kids misbehave because they're trying to get your attention or there's power. And we're adults. Sometimes we just do childish things. Same kind of thing, getting attention, getting control out of fear, whatever. And when we break that cycle by keeping the ball in their court and not, and not biting, you know, the getting the bait, uh, you know, things can help can be positive. Hey Kelly, I got other people want to call, but I want to ask you this. What happened a few years ago that changed everything? Sounds like you what guys changed, are doing better today. What was what the change changed point? everything 10 years ago was I, I, what I would do was I'd say, be gone as long as you want. Because, and then after, after about the third or fourth time, he would call me on the phone and he would say, so if I come home, are you going to be nice to me? <laughs> I said, you know what? I said, it doesn't matter if I'm going to be nice to you or not, because when you do get back and you will come back, the issue will be waiting for you when you get back. Boy, that's true. How are you doing today, Gloria? Oh, Kelly? I'm sorry, Kelly. How are you doing today? I'm going to Gloria next. Sorry. You know what? We're doing wonderful. That's great. All right, Kelly, thank you for your call. Sorry about that. Wrong name. Gloria, I got you right this time. Welcome to the program. Hi, Dr. Randy. How are you? Good, thank good. Thank you very much. Thank you. We attended um, your marriage uh, counseling, uh, not your marriage seminar, mm-hmm. um, but in 2004, um, my marriage has been rock, rocky from the beginning. Mm. We had um, problems with pornography, infidelity, and we kept things together for 16 years. Um, I recently filed for divorce. I had mm-hmm. to. My husband left, and the minute he left, he left to be with other somebody else. Mm. Uh, 
he's been gone for four months and I have told him, you know, I want to work things out, but he wants to not come home. And I, I finally had to put my foot down and said, I want my marriage to work, but you need to fix the problem. You need to work on, on the pornography and the infidelity. I can't put up with it anymore. Mm. And there comes a point where you just, you have to for yourself and your children. Yeah, well, that's that's the whole thing. You know, we use this word picture of a like a court where you put it back into their court, right? And that's really what you're doing. Uh, our heart aches whenever we hear about divorce because we know that God has a better plan. Our, and, and we know it happens. And, and I'm, you know, we've been around long enough, dealt enough families to know that it's part of the process, unfortunately, in some marriages. Uh, God has a better plan, a better, better course, but it doesn't happen until we take full, one of the steps of intentional living, taking full responsibility for ourselves, for our actions and our attitudes, also having a really a, a heart of forgiveness and then being able to come together and say, we're, we're going to make this work. It doesn't always happen that way. So Gloria, we want to be praying for you. We're going to add you to the prayer list, yeah. pray for your marriage, pray that God will do something special, that there can still be a revival in that relationship and a restoration. Thank that's you certainly. so much. Okay. Appreciate it. And all right. That's, uh, that's what intentional living is here to help you do in the process. Uh, all right, Deborah, we've got time. Let me see here. Let's get Deborah on the line. Um, well, welcome, Deborah, to the program. And what what do you have to add to to Amy's uh, problem and challenge she has? Well, um, I went through a lot of issues with affairs with my husband, and he had a child with a professional associate, and mm. I did give him chance after chance after chance, and um, it wasn't until I started declaring my self-worth and I was worthy and I didn't deserve to be treated that way. Did anything actually even start to change or him start to work on the relationship? Hmm. And, and how did that turn out? Well, we're, it's still a work in progress. We are in counseling and um, it, it's a struggle for him because we do have partial custody and um, oh. three people in a relationship doesn't work. So. Mm, right, that, that's for sure. Okay, Deborah, appreciate it. Uh, a lot of pain coming through here today. Amy started this, I think, with sharing the fact that, you know, her husband every time or many times when there's a conflict, he chooses to leave. And now that he's in counseling, they're in counseling, that's a positive thing. But my encouragement, what intentional living is all about is declaring your intention. And today I would say to you, listen, maybe you're going through this kind of garbage in your marriage. You've had it. And my guess is if you've had it, your spouse has probably had it too. Now you might be feel like your enemies. Think about it. One time you guys were lovers, you guys were friends, you guys were on the same page. What's going to take to get back there? The most powerful thing that can happen in a marriage today that's really struggling would be for the husband and the wife before God to look at each other and say, we don't know how we got here. There's been a lot of pain in the process of getting here, a lot of garbage, and it's going to be difficult to, to you know, trash it and get rid of it. And it's going to be a process and it's going to be a hard process. But we declare our intention before God today that we are going to work on this marriage we're going to do the work we have to do. We're going to stand for what God has for this marriage. And our intention is to make it work. We're not perfect, but before God, we're going to work on it. There's something that happens spiritually, relationally, when two people look at each other and say, 
We're not sure how we're going to get from here to there, but we're going to do it, and we're going to do it together. Boy, I know that's the ideal. I know it's hard to get there, and you may feel like that's, that's in la-la land from where you are today. But even if your spouse isn't, if you're willing before God to say, I declare today to be the person I need to be, I can't change my spouse. I can't make them be something that they're not. But I can be who I need to be. And that may be I need to be a little stronger. I may need to be a little less fearful. I may need to be a tad more confrontational in a loving way. Um, but I'm going to be what God needs for me to be and I need to be in this relationship today. Boy, that's intentional living. By the way, um, I know this sounds like a shameless book plug, but the book uh, Star for Affection that we have in our resource center here is a very practical book for people in pain in their marriage. And uh, you, you might check it out. Just go to theintentionallife.com theintentionallife.com. You can get to our bookstore there and check out Star for Affection, other resources for marriage. We love you guys. We want the best for you. To be intentional in your marriage, it's transformational. Honey, can you run a couple of errands for me? Where? The pharmacy, the deli, and the car needs gas. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you mean? That's a lot of places to go. Across town, through town, around town. I wish things were more like the Intentional Living mobile app. Now I'm really confused. It's everything Intentional Living, all in one place. I downloaded it from my app store, and it's got links to web resources, podcasts, shortcuts to Intentional Living on Facebook and Instagram. That's great! Let me look at your phone while you run those errands hmm? hi my name is stephanie and how i'm living intentionally is uh, by praying more and reading my bible every day and trying to have an actual personal relationship with christ i never knew that you had to have those things i was always just thought that the cross that i wore and the pictures that i hung on my wall and that's just because i was a nice person that i was living for christ and i began to realize that it's more than that and I got saved last year. So each day I read my Bible and I actually try to get to know the Savior that saved me. I want to be close, close to your side. So heaven is real and death is a lie. I want to hear voices of angels above singing as one. I just have a whole change of heart now. I understand things more. I used to have seizures pretty much every day or, you know, maybe five days out of the week. And he's delivered me from that besides saving my soul and my life. So I'm just grateful for the Lord and him coming into my life and intentionally I'm, I'm trying to get to know him better. Thank you.
We've got Will on the line. He is on the side of the one who struggles with this himself. Will, welcome to the program from Texas. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Appreciate your call. Tell, tell us, uh, yeah. why'd you call today? Okay, well, uh, as I was listening, I mean, it just kind of reminded me a little bit of myself. Uh, I've been married for three years today, actually, mm. so I'm glad I remember that. But, um, yeah, I mean, we would get into arguments, and uh, typically, you know, it wasn't uncommon for me to just walk out of the house. And uh, the more that we would argue and whatnot, it would seem like the longer I'd be gone. I've never been gone for a day or a week or anything like that. But, I mean, you know, going for a short walk or being gone for a couple of hours, uh, that's something that I would do. And even though, yeah, I wasn't gone for a day and I was home at night, it was still something that I noticed was taking a toll on my wife. Mm -hmm. And it took a little bit of a toll on our marriage. Um, And actually, I was able to go to a marriage counselor um, and just kind of talk to him about it. And basically what it boiled down to on my part, um, a lot of it had to do with, you know, just being able to listen to my wife when she was trying to express whatever was wrong. I mean, even if I thought it was ridiculous, just being able to listen and, you know, put myself in her shoes, see where she's coming from and try and resolve it together. Basically, the bottom line being, uh, no matter how upset we are, just to try and resolve it together because, you know, just as much as she doesn't want to be upset at me, I mean, I don't want to be upset at her. We're both yeah. in the same boat. We're just coming at it from different directions. And is that what you're doing now? Uh, yeah. yeah. Has that made a difference and in it, your marriage? Oh, it's made a huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. Were you a non-confronter? A non-confronter? Yeah, I mean, is it hard for yeah. you to... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I am not, uh, yeah, I don't really like talking about, you know, what uh, what problems I would have or uh, anything like that. I mean, usually, like, if, if my wife did something that upset me, I was the type I just kind of mm-hmm. hold on to it and, you know, just not say anything yeah. about it, which was also really bad. Well, and listen, Will, you, you get the gold star today because you're doing the right thing. In fact, your wife hung in there and you got counseling. I mean, this is the process. Three years of marriage. And by the way, I'm glad you remembered that, my friend. It's today, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, three years of marriage. If you can get this right at three years of marriage, you can be better off at four and 10 and 30 years down the road. Uh, because, you, you know, the idea that we judge ourselves by our own intention. I think sometimes when we avoid conflict in marriage, our intentions may be, may be okay. You know, we're trying not to have an argument. We're not trying to have a fight. We're trying to get along. We don't want to go to that bad place where we end up arguing. And so I'll avoid it. And we think our intention is good. But remember, you're being judged by expectation. And your spouse's expectation is, hey, buddy, you're going to stay right here. We're going to talk about this and get this resolved. See? And so you got two people, different intentions, different expectations. And so when you can get into counseling and realize together, if I can get our intentions and our expectations on the same page, wow, we've got ourselves some good things going on in our marriage. And that's really what uh, intentional living is all about. So thank you, Will. Thanks to all of you for calling. I hope that was helpful uh, to others that are listening today. Listen, we want you to know that from day to day, we take your problems, your issues, your challenges uh, seriously, and we want to help you intentionally to resolve them. If you've got a question you want me to ask, maybe others to, to weigh in on, we'd love to have you join us like Amy did today uh, for the program. You can share your question with us uh, at our uh, comment line at 888 888 For our entire team, 
for Stephen and Rob and Sally, thank you. And from myself, God bless you. And we'll see you next time from Intentional Living.